God is looking far beyond your uh, matrimonial commitment that's going to last for 40, 50, 60 years, 70 years, or whatever. He's looking out in the future and saying, I need to keep a godly heritage going. I want you to get married. I want you to be fruitful and multiply. And I want you to live a godly, holy life so you can raise your kids in a godly, holy manner so they can serve me after you're gone. But if you bust up, these kids, they're going to go all kinds of ways. And then I got to try to grab them, pull them back in, and get them going again. He says, I am seeking godly offspring. So guard yourself in your spirit. And do not break faith with the wife of your youth. And verse 16 says, I hate divorce. This is Jerry G. Martin. If your marriage is being challenged right now, Today's message is for you. And if you know someone who's been challenged, invite them to listen as well. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. We expected breakfast in bed every morning for my wife. And we found out on the second morning that's not going to happen. So we have to change that expectation. We don't know why you expected that, but that's what you expected. You expected him to take the garbage out every week and he doesn't do it. He said his mother took the garbage out. He has to learn that his wife ain't his mama. I heard one woman say amen, but her husband's not here. (laughs) Many people have to learn how to quickly and effectively deal with the relational disappointments in marriage. You're just disappointed. How do you deal with that? And whenever you are the disappointer or the disappointee, Every disappointment needs a resolution in your own mind. If you have to decide, you know, that's not that serious. I'm not going to even let that bother me. Or you got to try to deal with it in some manner. In every relationship, in every marriage, you have an aha moment. Ah, I didn't realize that it was going to be like this with the other person. There's a moment. There's something. I didn't realize that they... Always leave the top off the toothpaste. That's something that gets your attention. All right? In our house, we, we lined up all of our things in an order from the shortest to the tallest. Everything was neat and everything, and this person throw their clothes on the floor. And they don't see anything wrong with it. <laughs> and that's one of those aha moments. I didn't think it was going to be like this. King Solomon understood the importance of acting quickly to resolve the little things. This is what he said in, in the Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 14. My dove in the cleft of the rock, in the hiding place on the mountainside, show me your face and let me hear your voice. For your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. And then verse 15, he says, catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyard. Our vineyards are in full bloom. Let's catch the little foxes. They destroy the vine. Let's catch them and be sure that they don't destroy what is in full bloom or the potential of what's full bloom. So let's catch those little things before they become big things. Disappointments are characterized by these indicators. If you say, if you begin to compare your spouse to other people, you can be disappointed. Someone may say, I have a mental list of things I wish I could change about my spouse. If you want to change them, that means you might be disappointed in the way that they're functioning. They need to change this. And we have to understand that when we get 
the person that we end up with in marriage is not for us to pull out our toolbox and start making all the adjustments on them. If you're going to pull out a toolbox, make sure it's a self-adjusting set so you can adjust yourself since that's the only one you have control of. When you try to try to remake who you got, then you should have got what you wanted before you said, I do. That's when you need to do all the adjusting and checking to see if it's going to work, if it's going to calibrate, if it's going to do like you thought it was going to do. Before you say, I do, those are the times when you think, you know, this needs to be changed. This is a major issue. If it's a major issue and it doesn't change, leave it where it is. Ask the Lord to send you somebody else. But don't look at it and think you're going to have a reconstruction project when you get married. I'm going to change that. It's probably not going to happen. You will be disappointed. Unresolved disappointment that arise early in marriage often set the stage for further and deeper troubles. When the honeymoon is over, the daily living begins. Husbands and wives can rub each other the wrong way. And they often offend and hurt each other. We see that all too often. People come in, they're hurt, they're offended, they're disappointed. These actions can catch you off guard and will, they are difficult to prepare for. And when these conflicts come, sometimes you just are not ready for them. But a teachable couple seeks out skills to resolve these normal conflicts before they get a little bit more difficult. So the first thing is what? Disappointment. I'm disappointed, and we're only disappointed because our expectations weren't met. In fact, if you don't have great expectations, you're not going to have great disappointment, but where you have greater expectation, the disappointments can be even greater. And so that leads us then to the second step. The second step is going in a dream marriage, going to divorce is discouragement. You were disappointed, and now you figure out you can't fix it, so now you become discouragement. And if disappointment is not handled correctly, you'll move from disappointment to discouragement. And then you have a negative vibe, a negative environment in the house because you are discouraged. And things happen when you're discouraged. Couples that live in discouragement find out that their basic love needs are not met in the marriage. When you're discouraged, you don't have the same attitude. When you're discouraged, you don't have the same excitement. You're not ready to file for divorce, but you're, you're living far from the dream that you thought you were going to have. And people in this stage will wonder if they're missing out on something. They begin to wonder if their choice for the spouse they have was a mistake. And you might even say that to them if you're not saved. One thing Adam didn't have to worry about, and that was Eve saying she should have married somebody else. But I know none of you tell your spouse, I should have married somebody else, have you? If you told your spouse that, say amen. <laughs> okay. So you're going to go from disappointment to discouragement and when discouragement sits there for a while and you don't work out that discouragement what will happen some relational distance will develop that's the third thing you go from from discouragement to some distance and when either spouse doesn't adequately deal with the disappointment or the discouragement 
that they can easily slip into distance in the relationship. You may know some of these people. They're the one who, who live like strangers in the same house. They're in the same house, but they're not talking to each other. They'll find almost anything else more exciting than pursuing the healthy relationship with their spouse. They may be in love with the remote control. They just sit there and watch television, and they just grunt toward each other. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Distance. Both partners use activities, possessions, and being busy to fill the distance that's grown between them. That's what happens when there's that distance. Partners become preoccupied with their own stuff. They lose track of each other. They, they have no emotional energy for each other, that distance. And what are the signs of that distance again? They'll fill their free time with activities that doesn't include their spouse. That's distance. They say, my spouse sometimes seems like a stranger to me. And they've given up any expectation and hope of their marriage coming back together. So first you have that disappointment. Then you have that discouragement. And then that will lead to some distance. And you'll see people, they're just, they're just coexisting, but they're not together. Then when disappointment and discouragement in a relationship are not addressed, and you're moving forward, and that distance will eventually become a point of total disconnect. You'll be disconnected. And you'll find those people who are disconnected. You may be living together, but you're virtually alone. Have you ever sensed that you and your spouse were disconnected? We just disconnected. If you, don't have, if you don't resolve these problems when they're at the discouragement stage, you don't talk about them, you don't have good open communication where you can flow back and forth and you can reasonably discuss what you need to work on, you'll find yourself going toward this. When people come in and they say they're ready for a divorce, you can almost always believe they've gone through some of these stages, almost all of them. You don't go from a wonderful marriage to ready to divorce overnight. There are these processes that go, people go through in their relationship that slips toward that, down that slippery slope from a dream marriage to a divorce. If you're not connecting with your spouse, then you open the door for all other kind of things to come into your marriage when you're disconnected. Pornography, other relationships, other things coming into your life. How do you know when you're disconnected? You will prefer to devote your time and energy and your money to something or someone other than your spouse. That's when you're disconnected. You'll even feel lonely when you're around your spouse. Still feel lonely. When you talk to each other, you can't hold a decent conversation without interrupting or arguing or fighting or misinterpreting or being suspicious of everything that's being said. You are totally disconnected. You'll say, we're not on the same team anymore. And you're not. Virtually, you're not on the same team. Then you go from having discouragement, disappointment, discouragement, you'll be distanced and you have disconnection and then you get to this stage and that stage is discord. Discord or where you just ride out fighting and fussing all the time. Every time something come up, it's a point of contention. 
You're no longer teammates. You become adversaries, allowing your marriage to deteriorate to you just fighting and fussing in front of the kids, in front of the family, in front of coworkers, in front of everybody. You're trying to make each other look bad. You just, you just got discord. Conflicts that were under, underneath are now out in the open. And now with Facebook, everybody all over the world know your problems. Why do people put their stuff out there on Facebook? We had a fight this morning, and we, you know, you're telling everybody all your business, and then you wonder why folks in your business. Keep your business to yourself, and don't just tell everybody, because you're going to look like a fool when y'all get back together. You're going to tell everybody what he did, and then when you get back together, you know, you're going to look like a fool. So keep your business off of Facebook. All you younger folk, all the older folk, we don't even know how they log on. This is Jerry G. Martin. Thank you for listening to our broadcast and our podcast. We've been bringing you a message that will hopefully be encouraging to you no matter where you are in your relationships with others. You may be single, you may be married, widowed, or divorced. I want you to know that God has his eye on you and God has his hand on you and he is here to assist you with whatever you're going through in this day, in this hour. He has a purpose for your life. If you would like to listen to this message again, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin again. That's the Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can listen to today's message and previous messages that have aired on this station. You can also subscribe to this podcast and you will get notifications when new messages are released. I want you to know that when you're in the greater Houston area, you are invited to come and be our guest at the Light of the World. We are worshiping in person each Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m., at 16161 Old Humble Road. Again, that's 16161 Old Humble Road. We have an expectation for God to do some amazing things through the ministry and through the people of God when you come and worship with us. For more information, go to our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. There are those of you who are still looking for books and Bibles, Sunday school supplies, or communion supplies. Call us at the Beacon Bookstore, 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.